If you move around before that's gonna sound like farts. What a cool sort of what is that vinyl? Yeah, I got these uh, for ten bucks each. Ten bucks each. I wanted something. They look fantastic. I wanted something really bright yeah. to like, you know, go up against my everything else is beige. <laughs> so we're in your laundry. Is this for, so you can just sit down and kind of watch the machine get to, get to work? Uh, actually, I like to, I like to harmonise with the machine when it's on oh, the right. cycle. So <laughs> it's like. Uh, Chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> Progressive Rugby League. Welcome back to Progressive Rugby League. It's the slug here, hoping you've had a cracking day or night. I don't want to assume your podcast listening habits. With me, of course, as always, are the PRL experts, Jono. Hello, Jono. I am present, I am here, and it's an absolute pleasure. And Big Al, Big Al. Big Al, right here. Thanks for the intro. Looking forward to another fantastic episode. If we sound slightly different, we're back at Big Al's place. It's a long weekend here in New South Wales. Uh, we usually record Monday. And uh, we've just decided to hang out at Big Al's and really just uh, celebrate the Queen. Yeah. And celebrate, uh, well, not celebrate, but kind of I don't know, reflect on what's a pretty unprogressive concept. It is. Monarchy. Am I right, guys? Hi. <laughs> the progressive rugby league position really should be that rugby league should not be played on Queen's birthday uh, holiday. It should be played. Oh, really? Oh, well, I mean... Is that in protest of the fact that it's a holiday honouring the Queen? Yeah, something like that. But wouldn't, it be more, wouldn't it be more progressive to play rugby league in the face of oh, as a, uh, reverence to the Queen's birthday? Oh, as, we don't care. It's just we're going to... As we're a middle gonna, finger we're to... We're going to play monarchy. our game. This is yeah. our game. Oh, Anzac exactly. Day is fine. Queen's birthday, no go. Right. Anzac Day is in, is, is in reverence and yeah, yeah, okay. respect for, and it's the opposite on the Queen's birthday. It's like, take yeah. that, Lizzie. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm presuming the progressive um, position on the monarchy is that Australia should not have a monarchy as our head of state. So therefore, the progressive position on Queen's birthday day rugby league, mm, maybe, maybe we can play it as a middle finger to, uh, you know, HRH. Yep. But maybe um, maybe we shouldn't play it as just a protest. I think we'll be giving the Queen exactly what she wants because we all know she's a union gal anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. God. Yes, um, and just find, like, if, you, if, if I sound like I'm trying to, trying to give everything a little bit more pep today, that's because I was listening to Triple J on the way over here and uh, listening to the presenters on Triple J for more than five minutes basically robs me of my life force so I'm really trying to really trying to fire up here today let's do that with round reflections how, can, how could you hate the presenters on Triple J because they hope you are always having like a really rocking Sunday guys and I really just <laughs> love that last track and call in if you're having a great time well, well, it's time for you to move to Double J. I think it's that time of your life where it's the time you know to graduate to Double J. I'm on the cusp by flick between. Well done. I like the Triple J music. Can't hack the presenters. Sure. It's just it's just coming back from a track and being like, wow, <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? Thank you for that insight on, talk, on what we're listening to there. Uh, 
anyway, round reflections. So. <laughs> round reflections. Let me get started. I, I, my reflections uh, relate to NRL, the NRL Twitter sphere. Mm. Now, if the NRL Twitter sphere was a, a location, it'd be one of those places that would be interesting to visit, but horrible to live in. Uh, it's just a miserable, miserable part of the world sometimes when I go on <laughs> like Twitter. Like Maybe like, uh, I don't know, Bangladesh, maybe, mm, um, yeah. Nicaragua. I, I don't know. Sorry to our friends in Nicaragua and Bangladesh. I'm sure they're lovely places to live. But when I go on NRL Twitter sphere, it's just a bit depressing. And um, the, the big risk for rugby league in, uh, in our lifetime is that it's going to eat itself to death. And I think Twitter is the, Twitter is the ideal platform <laughs> What is, that, that what, can make what is that this, job, What do you mean? Well, I mean, uh, just because... Let, let me just get a bit personal for a while. Mm. Um, I used to be on Twitter in my John O'Duncan days um, as a personal human being. Uh, and I just found it, it, uh, it robbed me of, <laughs> of my innocence and, uh, and life. And so I decided to get off it. But since we started this podcast, we're, we're, we're on Twitter. It's the Progressive Rugby League podcast and I enjoy contributing to that but I find myself getting sucked into uh, black holes of uh, negativity negativity really and, negative Nancyism oh there's so much there <laughs> and and especially when it comes to things like referees and it's such a polarizing platform and and you're either one side or the other and and there's no there's no reason in there it's just a lot of shouting and <laughs> and I just want to reflect and say you know fans of progressive rugby league just let's take a step back let's take a step back Breathe, and maybe just you know hold off on the Twitter mm. every now and then. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you no, got to no, be no. Well, I find it. Yeah, you're right. On Twitter, like Twitter is just a giant room of people arguing about really petty, meaningless things. Sure. I'm not saying the, the greater the the notion of the greater argument is not petty, but yeah. the things that they argue about are petty as all crap. Mm. Like things that are just insignificant. That's true. And I find you'll get it's just it's the same as with, with like any political discussion there's topic and then there's like left or right or you know side one and side yeah. two and the big one that's argued about all the time is like hashtag refs fault oh. you're either you either hate the refs yeah or you think the refs can do no wrong and yeah. that's sort of it and you've got to pick a side that you're on yeah um, there's really no there are a few people that i follow that are, are really genuine they ha- have genuine input into discussion not argument discussion mm. But they're few and far between. Yeah, it's, it's a tough place to be, the, the rugby league Twitter sphere. Yeah, um, yes, but I would say that the, the kind of percentage of people with something meaningful, amusing, mm. insightful to contribute and people just spewing bile is the same ratio you'd get in normal life. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, think, yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think the Twitter sphere kind of... Uh, has a higher ratio of negative people than necessarily anything yeah, else. you could be right. I, I think I'm not saying there's nothing positive about Twitter because obviously there's the immediacy, there's humour, there's uh, you know you know updates, yeah. up to dateness of it. But I'd say for, for the NRL and for society in general, Twitter is a net loss to society. Well, let me just a remind you. It doesn't mean there's no positives. It's a net loss. Let me just remind you of something, John O'Duncan. <laughs> Would you have ever spoken to David Milton and Martin Fire without Twitter? That's true. Yeah, we go. <laughs> friends yeah. show. I'm not saying there's no positive, yeah. but I just whenever I'm on Twitter uh, for more than two or three minutes uh, in the guise of Progressive Rugby League, I just start getting down. It's just like a, well, it's just a negative place, and I I'd just say find that, it a that bit is depressing. entirely influenced by the good thing about Twitter is you only. Well, Mum would say also a terrible thing about Twitter is you only. It's, it's an echo chamber of just people that share the same views as you. So. Yeah. 
my personal Twitter account has a lot. It's all about it's, you know, it's, it's just rugby league, but it's all mm. people that sort of share similar views to me. So yeah. I, I don't follow the obvious people that sure. that would have opposing views to me. But when you're on the the PRL Twitter account, we we cast that net far and wide, and we're following any a lot of people. Yeah. So you do get a lot of that negative, you know, wacko, um, <laughs> crazy conspiracy theory. You know, yeah, right. the, the NRL's propping up the Broncos and the refs secretly love the Roosters and yeah. all that sort of, and the game's going to die tomorrow. Yeah, because the, the truth because is... You're listening to too many people. Yeah, the truth you is... narrow it down. NRL Twitter is not a true representation of the NRL community, mm. like Twitter is not a true representation of society. I, we have to remind ourselves of that. But um, it doesn't mean... I can't have a whinge about it. <laughs> so no, you really should get on Twitter about that. Yeah, that's right. But I, I think uh, our ethos has to be that if we see negativity out there, we're going to be the positive beam. Well, I mean, we, we make a huge effort to avoid, you know, being nasty or negative on, on our Twitter. Yeah. And it's not that easy. It, it'd be a lot easier. And we send out a lot more tweets, um, you know, a lot more negative tweets. It's much more easy to think of a, something negative to say than yeah. something positive. But we make a, a big effort and I'm proud of us. Uh, yeah. I'm proud of each and every one of you. And I should say, the majority of our tweets are coming from John O'Duncan. Oh, at the well. moment, so uh, you're you're holding the holding the PRL torch out there on Twitter, and you know, I, I, I getting some love it's too. A, it's a big responsibility. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, wading through all the negative Nancyism, mm. the people with you know six followers who just bag refs, bag the same people every week. Yeah. Some like tweets are 95% swear words. So like, there might be 17 words and 15 are just, you know, cusses. Yeah. And pretty nasty ones as well, yeah. like high level cusses. Mm, C words. C words. Yeah. C words and probably a couple of racial. Um, oh, yeah. Just yeah. words with a racial bench of them as well. So You're probably right. It can get nasty. But anyway, I'll, I'll make an effort this week to try, you know, relax a bit and just take it for what it is, yeah. just a platform of just, you know. And things. Twitter, do better. Yeah, Twitter. Big out. Yeah, so my, my reflection, I was watching the Parramatta game this um, was Saturday this week, mm. and Michael Jennings ran the ball up, and all of a sudden it occurred to me, Michael Jennings exists, so I totally forgot. <laughs> like, he, he was, but I'm thinking, in think two, three, four seasons ago, Michael Jennings was, was yeah. like, biggest centre uh-huh. in the game, probably. He was just, you know, he was, he was everything. And now he, 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 you forget, you just forget he exists, uh, so... I'm relating to this so much, so many times this year, and even a few last year. I, I, I stumbled across a Parramatta game and gone, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, even as a Parramatta fan, me, John Duncan, I, I just go, oh, Michael, yeah, that's right. Good yeah. So after realizing that Michael Jennings does in fact exist, I set about trying to create a team of people that oh, you, you may have forgotten marvelous. existed. Wow. So, just let me. I've done a one to thirteen, so yep. just I'm, you know, I'm happy for feedback. But there's a players that in, in my world, in my individual Twitter sphere, yeah. have just sort of dropped, just have stopped existing, and you have to remind yourself. Yeah. That's right. There are. No, you're just going to run through one one to thirteen of the all the eels players. No, I thought it was it was it was a challenge to not name too many eels players because they are having a bad year. But there are still eels players that. Obviously exists like sure. Mitchell Moses exists. Yeah, Corey Norman. We, we can exists. confirm that yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're playing well or not, yeah, they, they we know they exist. Yeah. So, uh, so speaking of Parramatta players, I've got Bevan French at fullback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He exists. Then uh, Daniel Tupou for the Roosters on the wing. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, Michael Jennings in the centres. 
along with Conrad Hurrell. Ah, uh, Hurrell. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Big Bad Jack Bird. Oh, of course. Like, what happened to him? He went up for one and a half million and then just, does he play anymore? I'm not what, even sure. What's he doing? Uh, at six, I've got Blake Austin. Who, <laughs> yeah. three, three years ago, he, he was the, the, the elf. Like, he was Gan- Gandalf. Yeah. yeah. And, He's a Westie. He's a general Westie. Yeah, we've got, and then um, Chad Townsend for the Sharks at halfback. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that probably had a lot to do with the fact that they were just a grand final team, so he was spoken about. I don't actually think he's that good. But now that they're... Yeah. Uh, quality Buffon, though. No? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and, and a good Twitter logo as well. Oh, that's good. He, he plays a role. He plays the Jeff Robson role. Just a quiet half oh, yeah. Not doing much, but, you know, <laughs> not, not, not doing too much wrong either. Do you want anyone playing the Jeff Robson role? I was president of the Jeff Robson band. <laughs> Thank you very much. What a guy. Um, all right, so in my front row, I've got Aaron Woods, a prop. That's probably, I mean, like, everyone knows he exists, but I just, I'm like, kind of just like, but where stick, is he? Stick the knife in Where is he? <laughs> That's what you get for leaving. Uh, at Hooker, now, I was caught between two. So, um, uh, Josh Hodgson at the Raiders. Um, and yeah. I've only said that that's probably not fair because he's he just injured. got injured yeah. So, and it's not necessarily because he's not playing that well anymore. He just hasn't played at all this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I replaced him with Michael Leisure from the Bulldogs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, speaking of Bulldogs, I got. Greg Eastwood at number 10. Oh, yeah. He's one. still playing. He's still toiling away in reserve grade. Is he? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, in my uh, second row, I've got T-Rex Tony Williams. Oh, he should be captain. Yeah. <laughs> he's been, like, forgotten for the last five or six yeah, years. Yeah. Actually, maybe he's... Yeah, he's stopped existing probably longer than my criteria will allow. <laughs> well, I probably, I probably, he should probably be on the bench. But he's definitely not existing this year anyway, so no, definitely yeah. deserves uh, I, think I, got, uh, I think he just cracked his way back into first grade and then got a horrible injury. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I got Kevin Proctor from the Titans, yeah, and yeah. rounding it out, uh, Chris McQueen in number thirteen oh, from the Tigers. Well, so, oh, yeah, 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 that's my my team of players oh. that still do exist. Trust me, but you may have forgotten. Where's Mitch Rain these days? Oh, that's a good one on the bench. Where did Rain? I left the bench out, but I think no, but went, actually where is he? I think he went to the Titans, maybe. No, anyway, we'll edit that in wherever we went. Edit it in. He went to the. Bulldog. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, all right. My round reflection very quickly is that um, it's good to have villains. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. It's good to have villains. And you know what? Having villains gave me uh, some quality time with my son yesterday. So I, I it was Sunday. Mm. We, we have a four o'clock game. Mm. I was going, right, I'll watch that later. And I was outside playing with my son. Four o'clock started coming around. I went, oh, oh, hang on. It's Broncos v Storm. I don't like either of those teams. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Wow. And I stayed outside, had a great time with my son. We went climbing trees. We went looking for golf balls. I live on the back of a golf course. It was a great time. So thank you, Broncos and Storm, for being so (laughs) unlikable. Thank you uh, for Channel 9 for scheduling that game. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a real shame because that was actually a great game. I know. It was a really I, good I was about game. to say, I, I came in, saw the last 20 minutes and went, oh, I wonder if the whole game's been like that. There's, a good game. There's good stuff going on here. Anywho's, um, let's go into the mailbag, fellas, shall we? Questions. People have thoughts. They write into us. We try to answer them. PRL mailbag. It's the PRL mailbag. 
another contributor, uh, Martin here, has uh, written in again, and he's after some uh, mid-season reflections here, fellas. Sure. Martin Hugh asks, mid-season predictions, who wins the title, who's the spooner, which team will surprise? You know, I think we've got a pretty good... Uh, Good idea of what's happening at this stage of the season. Yeah. Who wants to who wants to take it? Firstly, who wins the title this year? So I will. I think I can answer all three. Taking into uh, the answer is Western Sydney. So <laughs> Penrith win. <laughs> Penrith take out the title. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're going really well. I like what they're doing, and maybe a little bit of me just wants them to win, but I think they actually can. Now mm. you factoring in the cliche of a Grand Dragons choke. Mm. I think it's already happening, isn't it? Is it's it? Right. I wouldn't call it a choke. Okay. I'd say the, the, the accelerator is... The foot has definitely come off somewhat. They're slowing down. Okay. Perhaps inertia sort of kicking in. But we'll see what's happening, what happens post-Origin. Not so... They'll, of course, make the eight. Yep. I don't think they'll, they'll be there for the... A big dance. The dance legante. And uh, so, yeah. Panthers, I think, will take it out. I think the wooden spoon's going to go to Parramatta, unfortunately. Yeah. And <laughs> Jono doesn't John like that. Jono, you must love that, please. That's, oh, yeah. that's what you want. Masochistic Jono loves yeah, I'll be there for you guys. <laughs> and uh, the team that will surprise, maybe, I was going to say South, but I don't think it's going to be a surprise anymore because mm. they're just consistently doing very well. It's a surprise to Jono. That's for well, sure. Yeah, so that, that's, that's my answer, though. So, well, Panthers, South Sydney's not Western Sydney. I mean. No, well, the answer to the top and bottom is Western oh, Sydney. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, and, well, South, their, their home base is Homebush now, so yeah. it's all on the corridor. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, well, for me, I'll, I'll go Wooden Spooners, the Bulldogs. They're a bit of a rebel, yeah. uh, and I think they'll probably lose their best player, uh, to the Tigers. Who's, who's his best player again? What's his Empire. name? Oh, Moses Envoy, of course. So I'd say the dogs will probably get the spoon. They, they look a bit dispirited yeah. at the moment. Um, the big surprise, I think I think we might see a, a big charge from the Canberra Raiders. You'll see uh, yeah. Josh Hodson come back, as we just mentioned him before. Because he exists. He does exist. <laughs> and he'll have a, a ripping end of the season, I'd like to think. And the Raiders, you know, from a progressive rugby league standpoint, I want to see them do well because they're a hilarious team. They, they play some... You know, pretty pretty rugby league, um, and they have some brain explosions. They let people come back all the time. They're a it, hilarious team. What yeah. about the time Joshua Parley called the cops on himself? <laughs> you can't get much funnier than that. And not and outside of the team, just watching Ricky Stewart exactly. and his reactions on the sideline, yeah. especially like the last ten minutes of a Raiders oh, game. Yeah. It's just a Ricky Stewart show. Karate chopping um, plastic chairs. Judo yeah. chop. <laughs> And in terms of who's going to win the title, I'm going to say... I'm going to go the Warriors. You know, just... The, oh, wow. I don't really think it's going to happen. Are you just trying to be different? Do you yeah. genuinely think the Warriors will win? No. But, oh. <laughs> I, but I don't actually know who's going to win. Because obviously, you go for... When you're sort of talking about who's going to win in mid-season, you yeah. go for the form team of the moment. Yeah. But like, we all know that form comes and goes. Yeah. So something will happen at the back end of the year. It might be injuries, it might be form, it might be a nightclub incident yeah. uh, that derails certain teams. And so, I don't know, maybe the Warriors... The Warriors have a, a good team. They've got... Sean Johnson will come back. Uh, he's coming back. Uh, Ro- Roger Chua, Sheck at the back. You've got Blake Green, who I think has been an enormous buy for them. You know, just calming things down. They've, you've got the breathing circle. You've got uh, oh, the breathing. They've got they've got to market that somehow. They've got to sponsor the breathing circle. Oh, yeah. So I mean, Vicks Vapor Rubs breathing circle. I, I don't. I'm not sure if it'll happen, but I, I would love to see it happen. And I've got. I've just got a feeling that um, they've got a bit of starch to them this year. That 
they might actually win a few games come September and maybe make it to the grand final. Yeah, the big dance. The big dance. <laughs> I don't think there's like an absolute standout team like last year. Last year, there was Melbourne Storm and then the rest. Yeah. This year, there's a few teams that are really good right now, but it doesn't mean they might not come off the boil at some point. I think it's surprising because you usually have this Queensland, like the, this Queensland standard, which is like Cowboys and Broncos are yeah. usually doing quite well. Yeah. And then everybody else seems a bit below them. But the, the Queensland teams... Mm. I mean, the, the Titans never do have have not done very well the last you know, three or four years. But yeah. the Broncos and the Cowboys, especially, yeah, not doing anything spectacular. Like yeah, that's right. the Cowboys, you can you can write them off. The Titans as well. The Broncos are going to be like bottom of the heart, like either top of the last eight or bottom of the top eight. Yeah. Um, but even they're not playing particularly well, um, which is just it's just different for a Queensland team. I I got. Do, does anyone have any idea why the Cowboys aren't playing well this year? Uh, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I've, got, got I've been watching them for team. weeks. I've got no idea. I think maybe because last year they it just it happened for them, but it only happened before them because they were just desperate. I think like yeah. their, their team sort of started falling around. They lost key players. They're like, oh crap! All right, let's let's try really really hard. No, they wouldn't try hard normally, but they've lost that. Um, they just sort of expecting that to happen again, forgetting that it was certain impetus mm. that that gave them that reaction yeah fair enough but, but also the Cowboys they just scraped into the eight very luckily because the Dragons lost on the last day of the, the regular season last season to the yes. Bulldogs and so they just accidentally made the eight they won a couple of games in a row all of a sudden found themselves in the grand final they weren't actually that good a team last yeah. year they just played a couple of decent games in September made the grand final yeah. and then lost and and, and mm. Sharks lost well, against them with well, some silly getting away and all this Parramatta exactly. also lost against them yeah exactly I mean, yeah. Yeah. and so I think the Cowboys just lack creativity and we've spoken earlier in the year about the change in the game it's a bit slower which means teams need to be a bit more creative and yeah. play you know the offload game that we like to see to win games and, and the Cowboys lack a bit of creativity a bit of speed and yeah alright my calls are uh I'm calling a Panthers Storm Grand Final. Oh yeah! With Storm winning in the end, um, and the reason I think the Storm are going to get up there is because just this whole Origin period where they're usually a bit weak. Yeah. They're going to have Cameron Smith guiding him through it for the whole series, and I think that's just I think that's an, a factor that can't be discounted. Yeah. Wooden spoon. I'm going to go with Titans. Oh, I yeah, think they're going to fade out and uh, crash out big time. Well, Garth Brooks, will Garth will survive if they <laughs> get the spoon. Oh, sorry, Garth Brennan. I keep getting that wrong. No, he'll survive. This is his first year. Yeah. And they brought him in as a... Um, he's like, a clean-up merchant. Yeah, I don't know what he is. Just some guy to fill the void, I suppose. <laughs> but you can't chuck nobody in there for a year and then, like, yeah, it's not fair. My surprise, Packet. Mm. West Tigers scraping in the top four. Oh. Yeah, good. 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 Don't make me vomit. <laughs> what the hell was that? Grab a bucket. There is no way. No, no, no. Don't, no, don't patronise me, okay? Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Panthers, Dragons, Storm, Tigers. Tigers. That's my top four. Warriors, making me giggle. Warriors and Rabbits are just gonna edge out. They're gonna feel like okay. the five and six. And yeah, it's, 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 it's crap about seven and eight. Yeah, yeah. You know, hang on, hang on a second, guys. Matt and Hughes asked us who our teams are for the coming second half of the season, but he didn't actually specify if he was talking NRL or Super League. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That's true. Is it mid-season <laughs> in the Super League? Yeah, I think it's probably yeah. mid-season. St. Helens <laughs> yeah, yeah. got this sorted in the Super League. Surprise packet, Catalan. We'll talk about them later. Yeah. Wooden spoon as well. There's no real wooden spoon. They sort of just go to the Super 8. So. Mm. Yeah. Exciting times in the Super League. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks once again, Matt and Hugh. And uh, I don't know. At the end of the season, come back and listen to this episode. Who was closest? Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. 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 Now, while we're talking questions, mm. you posed a question earlier. Let's let's discuss that. What was your question, Jordan? My question. Well, I was looking at the news earlier, and it looks like you know the Donald is going to meet with Kim Jong Un uh, at in Singapore, and I thought to myself, which NRL team would the Donald support? You know, which rugby league team would he get behind? Uh, it's a tricky one, and I'd just like your thoughts on that. I mean, I immediately went to Cronulla Sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> well, I just think, I go back to 2005, and there was um, an unfortunate <laughs> incident there, and I think um, the Donald would have given one of those qualifying admonishments of it. Oh, right. Of like, it was a terrible thing, but there were a lot yeah. of good people. Oh, <laughs> so good people. Yeah. Um, but then I think, who else does he... He likes the New England Patriots in the NFL. Okay. And I think that's mainly because there's this all-American sort of guy, Tom Brady, who's like got that winning smile and just like that sort of cliche American man. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to think of who's the cliche Australian man in the NRL that everyone can get behind and the Donald might get behind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you'd like Paul Gallen. Um, yeah. Sort of that Aussie, yeah. sort of all Aussie bloke. Oh. You know, oh. blokes, bloke, you oh, know, yeah. the gal. Is he, is he a... <laughs> well, I just think the Donald would like the gal. So I'm right. gonna, I, I reckon he'd, he'd love um, he'd love the Sharks. Okay. Uh, maybe the Knights, like a sort of Working a class. rust belt town, like, you know, the coal yeah. miners would get behind the coal miners, get it behind gives them. He'd give the Knights a lot of lip service, but really, yeah, he, he'd be going with the Sharks. Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I think uh, he's definitely a Broncos man. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Definitely a Broncos man. Why is that? Well, arrogance. Arrogance <laughs> and, like, you know, former superpower that, yeah, like, still okay. holds a lot of sway, but doesn't really understand there's a lot of other powerful players in the game that can probably um, yeah. do a lot of have a wide-ranging effects on things that he doesn't quite understand. He'd probably have a close so. personal relationship with Wayne Bennett. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, e- easy to pardon reprehensibles. <laughs> you know? That's right. Um, yeah, I'd yeah, still, and, yeah still, still think that they can sort of set the rules and yeah. you know, create, create rules that don't, then not have any um, yeah. forethought as to the consequences of... Trying to take us back to yesteryear. <laughs> well, I, I think... I think we should throw it out to the listeners and see what they think. Yeah. Who would the Donald? Who would the Donald support in the NRL if he has, in fact, heard of the NRL? Yes, indeed. And you know where to get us: uh, progressiverl at outlook.com, Twitter, Facebook. They're the three. Launch into it. Progressive rugby league. So like the gal and me, we like what we see when it comes to French Canadian rugby thirteen. Very good. What have we got? All right, international, international. Uh, all right, so we'll start with the Super League. Go for so, it. So as we said, Catalans predicted to shake things up, and all signs point to yes for that happening because they've just come off a win uh, to the Witness Vikings, thirty-two to twelve, which places. Our Catalans Dragons outright ninth on the Super League table. So, hey, uh. 
They must have won, I think, five of their last six or... Mm, so you know, they've had the, a good run. the terrible predictions I was bestowing upon everybody earlier this season have not rung true, which is great. I was, I was looking at a, you know, bottom of the table, mm. instantly relegated. Um, whereas, you know, might not even be the case anymore. So They might make the eight. They might make the eight. They probably won't, but they might. So, like the Tigers. <laughs> um, the West Tigers <laughs> in the NRL. So, that's what's happening uh, over in the Super League. Down on the championship, mm-hmm. there is uh, we've got movement with Toulouse. Toulouse have just beaten Batley forty-two to twenty-six. Always which, a high-scoring game without yeah, Toulouse. Toulouse, Olympic. they play some great progressive uh, rugby league. Oh, I love to hear about Batley. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just feel the urge to do that every time Batley's mentioned. Sorry. Um, well, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but of course, the really big game. Uh, our Toronto Wolfpack yes. has just played my London Broncos, and I say my because Jonah doesn't share the same the same um, affection. I'm for the yet Broncos. to be won over by the London Broncos. Right. Well, your Toronto Wolfpack has just handed us a, a well, a, I won't say a convincing defeat against the uh, London Broncos, 32 to 12. So that was Toronto's first home game back. Back yeah, at Lamport. Home yeah, right. So in their next run, I think they wrote, they do six and six, I think, is, is this yeah. I think they got six or seven weekends in a row yeah. at Lamport Stadium. Yeah. So, so a really um, good start. I think they had about 7,000 people. So well yeah. done, Toronto Wolfpack. And uh, the good thing about the Toronto Wolfpack is they really care about their game day experience. So I've spoken before about how they've got a, they've got a beer garden at Lamport yeah. Stadium, which yeah. stays open well after kickoff. Nice. Yes. And if you look on the positive side of the Twitter sphere, you would have seen, mm. hopefully you would have seen going around a tweet from Toronto Wolfpack and others yeah. asking, for input into the game day experience at Lampard oh, Stadium. What did you yeah. like? What can we do better? Like, we want to make this a, a great thing that you want to enjoy and go to, I suppose, which is something that happens when you're a disruptor. Yeah. Like the Toronto Wolfpack <laughs> are in the Canadian professional sports scene. They're so agile. You have to do that sort of stuff. You've got to, you've got to stay one step ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could I just say, interestingly enough, my progressive rugby league moment is about the London Broncos. So there's a little Ooh. bit of sizzle for a few minutes. There we go. Sorry, there we tease go. that one out. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Toronto have defeated London um, in their first home game back, so that means Toronto are now clearly out, uh, outright first on 29 points, followed up by Toulouse on 24. Coming in at third, we've got the Featherston on 22, and new entrance to the top four, Halifax on 21, which wow. sees London drop down to uh, equal fifth with Lee, both thrilling. Thrilling. Both on 20 points. So Thrilling a, battle for the top four there. Yeah, it is. So it's all happening in the championship. So keep your eyes uh, and ears receptive to uh, information <laughs> Ooh, for yeah. further updates on that. That's right. Good on. But outside of the championship, it's also all happening in the Balkan Super League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because <laughs> let me tell you, we've just, we've just gotten past the group stages. I wish you could have seen the zeal <laughs> in uh, Big Al's eyes there. <laughs> We've just gotten past the group stages, so now we're coming into the, the top, uh, into the semi-finals. So just to let you guys know how it all works, the Balkan Super League has 15 teams, mm-hmm. five pools of three teams. So each each team plays the other team in their pool once, mm. and then uh, points are allocated on a win-loss ratio, and then a table is formed with various mechanisms if draws are, if draws happen and all that yes. sort of stuff. Um, and then the, the top six teams play off uh, in a semi-finals um, right. Somewhat complicated format. Anyway, so uh, sorry, the top five teams. So our top five has been decided as we move into the semifinals. Do you, want to, know, do you want to know who's number one? Of course. Is it Red Star? It's Red Star Belgrade, my friends. Yeah. And let me tell you, there's a, there's quite a Serbian flavour to this top five. Wow. <laughs> so we've got Red Star Belgrade number four, number one, 
Partisan Belgrade number two. Oh, yeah. uh, the Katakoi Bulls from Istanbul. Oh, oh yeah, at number Istanbul. three. Uh, the Rod the Nice. Uh, in number five, in number four. Where I, are they from? They're from somewhere in Serbia. Oh, cool. <laughs> and the Dorkol Belgrade, um, sorry, Dorkol Belgrade, I don't know what the mascot is, at, uh, in number five. So, again, also from Belgrade. Brilliant. So, three Belgrade teams. That's fantastic. Um, four, even, I think. So, no, three Belgrade teams, four Serbian four teams, Serbian teams. One Turkish team. Top five for the Balkan Super League, my friends. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I'll provide updates as they come through. Fantastic. Uh, Progressive Rugby League, your home of the Balkan Super League. (laughs) I want to hear. I hope we hear more about Turkish Rugby League in the the coming weeks. Oh, you are going to regret saying that because I'm going to. There's plenty of information out there if you're receptive to it. I put in a request for uh, an update on Jamaican Rugby League season, which I believe started, you know, overnight for next week. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely be there. Thank you. Um, and just to close it out, I've also got some great news for the International Rugby League enthusiast. BBC, the Beeb, has, not Justin Bieber, BBC, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> has announced that they are, set, eyes lit up they, that yeah, they are set to uh, broadcast live the Denver Test on the 23rd of June, which oh. is a tremendous step for International Rugby League in yeah. uh, the UK. So really good things happening there. They're broadcasting the whole match. From nine, I think the match starts about nine ten pm local UK time. They get broadcast starts at nine, mm. goes to eleven. Um, live. It's legitimising that game. Yeah. it's been a controversial fixture in the calendar, yeah. so it's I good think to that's say. A, that's a great announcement, and, and, and the, I'm happy. The players are also giving that test a really kind of big sense of occasion. Gareth Widdop came out and said that um, that test could be their origin. Yeah, as in like that's oh, the, the Widdop. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> yeah, what the guy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Sean Johnson's all right behind it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. On the Denver test, so Stephen Kearney, coach of the New Zealand Warriors, has gone out and announced that any team, any New Zealand Warriors player that plays for New Zealand in that test yep. will be stood down for the subsequent Warriors game. Now, mm. just that sentence alone, without any other um, without any other information you could you could deciding on what, what side of the fence you sit on you could just, you could say alright that means Stephen Kearney is anti-international rugby league mm. yeah. or it could mean that Stephen Kearney is incredibly pro-player welfare yeah what do you what do you think I think knowing Stephen Kearney as I do I've never met him I've never met the guy but I think it's the latter and I think he uh, you know because he's obviously brought in the breathing circle I think it's mm. along those lines so he's going to get the, the guys to come back from Denver and just breathe for a few days. He's a Kiwi. <laughs> like, don't worry about just breathe. He's a Kiwi international. He's yeah, a legend. That's right, he, yeah. Why would he begrudge them no. their chance? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they're on the side of Stephen Kearney. Yeah. And he's just a beautiful man. Like, what a what an attractive human being he is. Like, what, is, oh, what, is he one of the... so if we're gonna if we're gonna rank the coaches, <laughs> most attractive to most attractive, we save that for next week. <laughs> okay, All right, right, okay. Think, clarify your one through sixteen <laughs> next week. Uh, that closes out the International Rugby League update. Lovely. Thank you once again. Uh, progressive moment of the week, fellas. Uh, do you mind if I go first? Go please? For Just because I've got my phone open. Um, so, as you said, the Wolfpack played the Broncos. Uh, and somebody left this message on the London Broncos Facebook page. And uh, it's, it's great reading. Today in Toronto, one of my students, aged 11, came to his very first rugby league match with his family. 
while shaking the hands of the players and getting photos taken as they came around, which is something completely new to us in Canada through Rugby League, as no other sport here does that. Wow. Yeah! Nor are players in other sports so incredibly accessible. One of the London Broncos did something incredible. Jared Samet found out it was this boy's first game. Can I pause for a second there? Yeah. Jared Samet exists as well. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> On the other side of the world. Uh, so he, he found out it was this boy's first game, so he jumped the barrier to get into the crowd and took the time to welcome him personally, took all the photos he wanted, and made a big deal out of it. Jared said since it was his first game, it had to be made special and that he wanted to thank him for coming and keep him coming back. Jared made this boy's day, and likely much more than that. He will tell everyone at school about this and continue to spread the word, so will his oh. family. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. yes. one of the best I progressive moments of the I'm, season. I'm, I'm fighting back tears. Yeah. Right? That is, that's beautiful stuff. And uh, just goes again to show the power of what rugby league can do. <laughs> yeah. <And> <laughs> <laughs> you can make that comment every single week. The just goes to show rugby league. <laughs> but but that, that's really what what this is all about, isn't it? I mean, this is Absolutely. this is this is the spirit yeah. that that rugby league has mm. and can engender in all, mm. and that's what we want and to talk yeah, about here. Really gets the chance to show that, especially in this market. This is with a very intense market that rugby mm. league exists in. Yeah, um, yeah, that sort of side of the game. Yeah, it's, it's rare. Um, so more stories like that. Yeah, lovely. Bring it on. Uh, that's going to be hard to top. My progressive moment of the week was just uh, similar, related. Just the Toronto's first game. I thought they did a, a fantastic game day experience. They've got 7,000 people, almost a full house at Lamport Stadium. And what they're doing off the field is just really quite special. Yeah. And we, you know, it's only a couple of years in, but we really hope it's the start of a long tenure for Canadian Rugby League and North American Rugby League. Yeah. So I just wanted to shout out to the Toronto Wolfpack and say, well done, 7,000 people at a championship game is damn good. Yeah, bizarre financial model aside, like, they, why haven't other teams had the kind of attitude that Toronto have before, do you think? They uh, seem, they it's, seem like, it's because... I'd say it's resourcing. That's the main thing. Yeah, and, and like, so, I mean, Toronto are, like, a disruptor. Like, it's, it's yeah. a stupid term. They're a disruptor in, like, an established market of... One of reserve grade rugby league in England, and two of professional sports in Canada. So yeah. they can go in there and do all these things. They have to do all these things differently to sort of to get noticed. Yeah, and I suppose that, that's that's why. Before we uh, be too glowing, do we have any idea of how of the the grubbiness level of Toronto's players? Yeah, well, prior to the record, Jono and I were trying to find highlights because obviously championship games. I don't know whether they're broadcast in, in uh, Canada or or England, but they're definitely not broadcast in Australia. <laughs> so we were trying to find highlights or a match report. So we're, we're putting out to our, a call for our Canadian listeners because I know we have quite a few and I'd uh, like to put out the call for our Canadian listeners, including who was that guy who... Jay. 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 Let us know. How's the style of play? Is it improving? Okay. Uh, let us know and, and we're happy to take your thoughts. Yeah, and this might be a bizarre question, but do you still listen, Jay? <laughs> We haven't heard from like you for a while. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jared Salmon as well. Just yeah. absolutely. Well, you know, yeah, one, beautiful. you exist. Two, well, well done for making you're that a young nice man's. Yeah, you're a good, good fella. What's bring, your moment? Bring it home, uh, no, 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 wait, Well, I don't know if it's a progressive moment, but it, it was an awful cute moment uh, during the Brisbane Melbourne game. Uh, Cameron Smith's daughter ran out the kicking tee for him as he made a conversion. Maybe I'm not oh. sure if it was Cameron Smith's daughter, but it was some player's daughter Someone's who daughter. was 
beaming from ear to ear, running out this kicking tee and running it back. It was the most adorable thing I think I've ever seen. That's fantastic. Um, and it was just a real, a real cute, you know, family. And that's a, a strike for gender equality. You don't really see young women, young girls bringing out kicking tees, mm, do you? Yeah. So it's great to see. Now, I'd be a little concerned if, if that is indeed Cameron Smith's daughter and he wasn't expecting it. Might it have thrown him off the kick to suddenly see his daughter there running out at him? Like, Where's your mother? <laughs> What's going on? Is someone looking after you? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm not sure it's not the case no. with somebody as level-headed as, mm. as uh, Smithy. Um, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic to see you again, guys. I, I think I've gotten over my Triple J experience. I'm mm. feeling much better. <laughs> and um, look, rugby league, eh? <laughs> done it again. Right, really. <laughs> Don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. Bye all. See ya. See you everyone in Rugby League We Trust. Okay.